You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. All right, welcome back to the Full Steam Ahead podcast, a podcast about Purdue. My guest this week is none other than basketball alum and recently named graduate assistant, PJ Thompson. PJ, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Hey, can you explain for the listeners who may not know or understand what a graduate assistant is and what they do? Yeah, so um, like you said, I took the graduate assistant job at Purdue. And, um, it's been recent at Purdue. Um, we're the last, last assistants were DJ Bird and, and Joey um, Brooks from Notre Dame. Um, so Coach Payne just recently added it. And, you know, we get, we're getting our master's degree, uh, so which is awesome because you can do a lot with your master's degree. And then just on the court, you know, we get to work out the guys. And um, it's, it's, the rules are different with us, you know, with actual coaches, for example, they get limited hours during the during the um, the summer. Anytime the guys want to work out, Grady and I are allowed to work them out um, and rebound for them and, and work them out. So it's been pretty good. Now, I'm glad you mentioned him. On the, I was going to talk about Grady. Another guy you get that was recently named around the same time as you as a graduate assistant. What's it like to get to work with him? Oh, it's been awesome. You know, Grady's one of my best friends. Um, we lived together when I was here at Purdue for a couple of years. And, um, you know, now he's one of my best friends and vice versa for him. So I think it's a great opportunity for him. You know, he's coming off an unbelievable senior season himself and um, with, with the success of Purdue. And, you know, his name is hot right now. I, I think it was great he took the – Purdue job, he didn't really know what he wanted to do with his future yet. So um, I, I think for Grady as well as myself, it's a, it's a really good opportunity. And, you know, we feel like we're able to learn under um, a really good staff that taught us so much while we were here. Um, so, you know, two extra years can't hurt. Super exciting for me as a, a Purdue nerd myself. I, You and Grady, you know, um, were what I would call like the perfect teammates. You guys didn't necessarily fill the stat sheets or get the highlights on Center, but you did – what Coach Painter asked you to do as as teammates, distributing the ball, rebounding, playing defense. What kind of you know experience like that will you be able to bring to the, the current players? Yeah, just I mean that's what basketball is. The game, you know, feel, like full of people that have an opportunity to like to fill a role. You know, everyone can't be a star. There's only so many Steph Curry's, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, um, but it's a lot of guys that can fill a role and you know be a a professional in your role. So that's what I wanted to do. You know, I knew I could still play professional basketball um, by playing defense, making open threes, and giving the ball to All-Americans all that Purdue. I, I knew it was still uh, I mean, a lot of opportunities for me to make money playing basketball. Doing it that way, and, you know, I trusted and believed in, uh, you know, Painter as well as, you know, Grady, like you said, we're not going to go and more times than not get 15 or, you know, 10 rebounds, but, we're going to help Purdue win, and we're going to be on the floor when it matters. So, um, you know, I kind of learned that early at an early age just because we're all the best in high school. And when you get to college, you got to find, kind of find your way and find your role. And um, it's only one basketball to play with. So, you know, when you're playing my position, when you're playing with guys like Dakota, Vance, Biggie, you know, AJ, I can go down the line, Carson, um, you know, somebody's got to fill the role. So I, I wanted to do that. And speaking of your playing career, you had a very successful first year over in overseas in Denmark. Was that hard to leave behind to come back uh, to Purdue? Yeah, it was hard just because I love you know I, I love basketball still, and you know I was playing at a high level, and, I, and there were still goals that I had with basketball that I wanted to 
game. Um, but I set, you know, for myself as a little kid, and like you said, it's not like I went over there and, you know, I proved that I couldn't play or I wasn't good enough. Like, I, you know, I played better than probably what people thought. And, um, you know, I played really well and I was able to set myself up to make some, some money in the future. But I, I think, you know, I can't, something you just can't pass up. And being a GA, I probably wouldn't have done it anywhere else. But, you know, having Purdue, um, doing it under Coach Painter, under the staff that I played with, and then just having the opportunity to get my master's degree at Purdue, I just think it's something that I couldn't pass up, um, you know, even though I did the first time Coach Painter texted me. But, uh, you know, I thought, thought about it and talked with, like, you know, some important people in my life. It was a no-brainer. It was the best decision. And I think you talked about before, too, coaching is – sort of a dream for you, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, your experience from uh, playing here at Purdue and then playing overseas, how will that experience help you, uh, especially being a former Purdue player, relate to the guys who are currently on the team? Um, just, I, you know, I play with some of these guys. You know, I play with Matt Harms. I play with Nogel. I play with uh, Aaron, Sasha, you know, Tommy, so and my brother's here. So I've played with these guys, and I've, you know, I've known guys like Eric Hunter you know, since he was in middle school. So you know, I've been around these guys for a long time. You know, They trust me. They believe me. They know I'm not going to come here and you know, try to be something that I'm not. I'm going to be myself. You know, we, we approach it as being more of a teammate to these guys rather than a coach. Um, but like, like, like you said, you know, it's some, these guys trust us, trust Grady and I. The coaches do as well. So it's not that big of a transition. It's, you know, a lot of stuff, just being here a couple months, you, you see it from a different perspective. You're like, oh, man, you know, I understand, you know, what Coach is talking about as far as dealing with some things. So um, it's been a smooth transition so far with the guys. It hasn't been that difficult. You kind of led into my next question. You're uh, you're very familiar with one of the uh, youngest guys on the team. Talk about your brother. And uh, just him, his decision to come to Purdue, and did he talk to you about that ahead of time before he made that decision? Um, no, I was involved you know, in his recruiting process. You know, more so as a bigger brother. And I, I think my parents did a really good job too. You know, that's kind of our decision. You know, we work really hard. Our co- our parents and other coaches put us in position to be the best kids we can be and successful on the court. But you know, college is ultimately your decision. Like, where do you think is going to be best? So. I, I kind of stayed away. Um, I didn't want Isaiah to go to Purdue because I went to Purdue. I didn't want him to go to Purdue because, you know, I thought it was a good fit for him. You know, I wanted him to go there because it was best for his playing career and the goals that he has. And they all aligned. You know, when you, when you write, when he wrote everything down and, you know, he saw that's what he wanted to do, uh, Purdue was where he wanted to be. So, um, I, like I said, he looked up to me and, you know, I look up to him in some ways. But as far as this cosmicism, it was, it was mainly on him. Did you talk to Isaiah ahead of time before you made the decision to come back and be a graduate assistant? Yeah, I did. Because I wasn't going to take it, you know, if it was going to affect our relationship or, um, you know, make us not get along. You know, we have a really good relationship and uh, we're close. So uh, he was the last phone call I made. And uh, once he gave me the go, it was it was, it was a go. I was, I was ready to come back for the, the coach. Obviously, being uh, more than four years ahead of him, you never got to play with him in high school or, or college. How excited are you to get to work with him now? Oh, I'm very excited. You know, I've, we've kind of worked out together our whole lives, um, you know, with our dad being our trainer. And, you know, so we've we played in open gyms and, and that's, you know, one-on-one, that stuff together. 
Um, but as far as doing it, you know, at this level in the Big Ten, you know, with with him being in college and me being done playing, I think it's awesome, man. A lot of people, you know, would love to be in our position as brothers, you know, at, at the school that, you know, you wanted to go to and that a lot of kids in Indiana want to go to. So I think it's unique. Um, it's something that, you know, we're both excited for. And, uh, I mean, I'm excited to learn from him and watch him grow. And I'm excited for him to help me get better as well. You said you've played a lot of one-on-one. Who's better? Um, I'm not sure, man. I, <laughs> I think he, I think we both do a lot of things similarly. Um, I think we both have really good basketball minds. You know, I'm hoping, as a big brother, I'm hoping that he becomes better than me. Um, and I think he will be better than me when it's all said and done. Uh, and I think that's how it should be. He should be learning from me uh, and my dad growing up. And, you know, he should be the best and, and I think he stays focused and, and keeps doing the right things. So I think he will be. Um, he works really hard. Uh, he has a really good basketball mind. He can really shoot. So when you have those type of qualities about yourself, so along with hanging out with the right people and having the right people around you, uh, I think you can do a lot of things. But being uh, successful should be one of them. I was going to say, your dad was also a great player. Can you guys, can you guys beat him yet, or is he still uh, topping you guys? Oh, man, we can beat him. He's old now. I hope he hears this. He's, he's old. He can't beat us no more. <laughs> hey, you were, like we mentioned before, you were busy playing overseas this past season. Did you get a chance to watch this year's team? I did. I, I was six out of the head in Denmark. Um, I think I, mean, I pretty much watched every game. It's probably like a couple games that I might have missed the first five, ten minutes, whether it was coming from practice or, you know, I fell asleep. Because a lot of times, like, if they were playing at 7, it was coming on at 1. If they played at 9, late, it came on at 3. So the tournament games were getting kind of late, but <laughs> obviously when, when when the team is making, the team that you love is making, you know, running the tournament, I'm staying up. So I would just tell Coach before, like, yeah, it's going to be a long, long night, Coach. <laughs> so if I'm not making shots or I'll turn it over in practice, you know why. I was <laughs> up all night watching my boilers. And he, he, was, a, he was actually an American coach. And he was from Michigan, so he was actually a Michigan State basketball fan, okay. I think, and he was a Michigan football fan. <laughs> so I told him, he, he, he's so contradicted in what he's doing. I, there's nothing he can tell me. I can do what I want if he's going to be a Michigan State and a Michigan fan. <laughs> so if I'm turning it over, if I'm missing shots, he better still play me. <laughs> How exciting was that to watch that run, and especially what Carson and Ryan Klein were able to do? Oh, it was, it was awesome, man. I um, I've known Ryan for since he was probably a freshman in high school and um, working out with him with my dad and obviously watching Carson grow through his process at Purdue. It was awesome to watch. Um, those, those guys deserved it. You know, especially Ryan, you know, when you're in such a when – you're, when you're stuck behind people for three years of your career and then you find that you're, you're the man and you do what you were able to do, I think that's special. And the thing with Carson um, – you know, he was he saw Biggie and a lot of other people do it, and he just stayed with him. And then once you know his time was uh, was was his number was called, he, he put on a show. So to see what those guys did, as well as Grady, man, just to be a walk on and a walk on to backing up Vince, to play having a big game like against Marquette right his junior, and then to his senior year, you're, you know, you're a starter, you're a captain, and you lead Purdue to to the Elite Eight and, you know, your all-time winning class. And those, all three of those guys, I, I, it was special to watch. 
What did you think about where Carson was drafted? Uh, I think I, I love it. I, I think he got drafted to an awesome um, organization. Um, I think Danny Ainge is awesome. Brad Stevens recruited me a little bit at Butler. You know, I wanted to go there for a while before Purdue um, with Coach Stevens being at Butler. I love Butler, so I know he's in good hands there. Uh, no, Boston's awesome, man. I, I think he should have went first round. Feels me, but he, you know, he made his dream. He's in the NBA, and you know, once you get to the, the Big Ten, and once you get to the, uh, you know, you talk to NBA, ACC, Big Ten, college basketball in general, it's all about proving yourself. So it didn't matter if he was twenty second or or thirty third. I think like he went, he's gonna have to prove himself the same way that he can prove that he belonged in the NBA. So uh, he has a great work ethic, great family. Um, he's going to be fine. It's almost like Indiana of the East out there. you got Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward with the Butler connection, and then they also drafted Romeo. So you got a lot of Indiana ties out there for the Celtics now. Yeah, yeah. it's the best basketball state. So as long as you're getting Indiana players, I'm confident in, in, <laughs> in them winning. I'm, I might be biased, though. I might be a little biased. Hey, we talked a little bit about Ryan Klein as well, and just the announcement just a couple of days ago that he's he's hanging it up. Was that surprising to you? Yeah, it was. You know, he was talking to my agent and uh, you know, my dad a lot. And we, everybody supported him, you know, and what he wanted to do. Some people, it's hard, man. It's hard being overseas mm-hmm. by yourself. It's hard being away from mom and dad and your friends. And everything that you're used to having around you is, is not when you're over there. Uh, I know some NBA teams are probably interested in him as well. But I think Ryan, he went out on a high note. Um, and I think... It's bigger than basketball with him. I think he's a great kid with a great family, and, and I, I think people, whoever he works for, is going to be lucky to have him. And whatever company he works for, he's going to make them better just because of the type of guy he is. So um, I was shocked by the decision, but I, I think he's going to be good for him. A guy you get to help coach this year, Travion Williams, recently named to the uh, USA team. How exciting was was that? Um, I think it was good for his confidence. I, I think he had a good freshman year. Um, obviously, he saw the inconsistencies of what comes with your freshman year, but you know, you saw a stretch where he really dominated and really played well. And um, you know, I think going against the best players in the country uh, with, with the USA team, I think it's going to help the crown um, for when he gets back here in the summer and he'll be ready to lead these guys and um, be a piece of our puzzle that a big piece of our puzzle that we're going to need in order to um, make up for what we lost. He draws a lot of comparisons, whether they're fair or not, to Caleb Swanigan. And and Caleb also got that experience over there. So that's going to be huge because we saw Caleb take that big jump after his experience there. Yeah, I, I think, you know, with Vicky, you know, he was so he was so good and he, he wanted to be one and done so bad. And he worked so hard. He really wanted, to, he really wanted it. Um, so I, I think it was a big shock to him freshman year. He just had to learn how to the college game works and everything and once he got his feet wet and got his freshman year under him like you said you saw that huge transformation in his sophomore season and he was dominant and he was a stud uh, I, I think Trevion I think they're different players you know Trevion's going to make his own name uh, but like you said there's some similarities there and I think he'll get better as well cool a quick shout out to to Robbie Hummel. I don't know if you got a chance to watch him in the three on three, but just a f- fantastic way for him to kind of finish his playing career, winning gold in the three on three. Did you get to see any of that? Yeah, I did. I saw Florida Balls post some pictures. I haven't talked to Rob. Uh, you know, he's usually around here in the summertime, so I'll probably catch up with him when he gets back. But 
no, that's awesome. You know, I know Robbie loves basketball. Um, you know, he loves Purdue, and I know it's hard to walk away from from um, anything once you're retired and you're used to doing something your whole life. So I know it's hard for him. You know, at first. But, you know, he found his way with this USA team. And, yeah, I think they – I know they have a chance to go to the Olympics. So, um, you know, I know he's loving that. I'm, I'm excited to talk to him when he gets back up and ask him a lot of questions. Yeah, that'd be cool to see him continue to be able to play a little bit longer. I want to talk about Coach Painter. You got to play for him. Now you get to coach alongside him. You know, I, in my opinion, maybe I'm biased because I'm a Purdue guy, but I feel like he's one of the most underrated coaches in the in the country and sometimes unfairly most criticized by at least Purdue fans. Tell us about Coach Painter. Yeah, yeah no, Coach Payne's awesome, man. He, he's very underrated. Um, and I think when you actually are in practices and you can be around them, you know, you can really see the guy he is and how much he cares for his players. And, um, you know, he's bigger than basketball, but Coach Painter, he's, he's big on doing the right thing. He's big on setting you up for, you know, life after basketball. He, he cares about your grades. He's making sure you're making connections. And, on the basketball court, you can tell by the guys he plays. He plays the guys that do their job. You know, they do their job at a high level, and that's how life works. The same way you're you're held to a standard in the corporate world is the same way you're going to be held to a standard. You know, in our basketball, um, in our basketball world, you got to do your job. So he really cares for people in in that, in that sense. And anything you need, you know, he's always there. And I, I'm just so impressed. I haven't been around him in a year. It's just it's, the way he teaches, man. It's just he gets the best out of his guys, and the way he breaks down basketball. I, I don't know because I'm not around every coach in America, but I'd be shocked to, to see a lot of coaches, you know, do it as well as he does. And um, you know, I'm lucky. I think I play for the best staff in America, and you know, I think Coach Painter is really, really underrated. And uh, when it's all said and done, you know, people base everything off. Getting it to the getting to the final four, against the national championships, and I believe he will. If everything was as easy as everybody makes the teams, then everybody would do it, but they don't. And people got to take into account when you're doing things the right way. It's it, it, it's hard because you're not getting every five star in America. You're not getting you know those type of guys. So um, I think Coach Painter does a great job for the hand he's dealt, and I think he makes us makes us better. Um, you know, when we leave and when we got here, and that's in every aspect of basketball and just as a person as well. And he proved that on the court this year. I mean, we lose your graduating class that was just phenomenal. Everybody said, you know, middle of the Big Ten or worse. And then goes out there and almost makes it to the Final Four and you know, finally gets kind of recognized for it this year with the, the Coach of the Year honors. But, I mean, he just goes out and proves it every year that he's he's got it and he – he can make players better. Yeah, no, he does. He, he really does. And like you said, I knew it would be a transition, you know, losing us four seniors, but I, I made a tweet probably when they were, I think we lost at the crossroads. Third day on, I remember. But now we're going to be fine. It's the process. You just got to trust in the process. Guys are playing in different roles. And, you know, people are in situations they've never been in before, playing a lot more minutes than they ever have. So, just trust the process. And I'm not saying I, I thought we were going to go to the Final Four, but I knew we'd be a tournament team and, and could make some noise and be good. Uh, especially when you got you know the best player on the floor. Nine out of ten times, you always got a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt that way. And then so when you got Carson, you have a seven-three center, <laughs> and you got Coach Payne. In my, in my opinion, you're going to have a chance. So it just takes putting some things 
I believed in Coach Painter and, and the staff, and I think he really uh, showed his worth uh, if he did it before to some people um, this year. Mackie Arena, uh, what I would call the most electric atmosphere in college basketball. How excited are you get to return to that uh, on the sidelines uh, during home games? Oh, I'm really excited. It's going to be different. It's going to be really different. I'm excited to see how it feels that first game. Um, but like you like you said, it's no place like Mackey. Uh, Mackey Arena is probably the best venue in college basketball. If not, it's up there. Um, you know, our fans bring it, you know, when we're average. Our fans bring it when we're really good. Uh, we're, we're getting 14,000 in there pretty consistently. So, you know, they pack the place. They make it a tough environment to come and win on the road. And that's how it should be. And, you know, I know we really love our fans. We think we have some of the best fans in America. And they do an unbelievable job of supporting us. So we're excited for this year. And, um, you know, that first walk out to Mackey with a suit on <laughs> this time is going to be different. But it's going to be it'll probably still the same in some ways. So. Speaking of this upcoming season, you've been busy the last few weeks with the start of summer practices and off-season stuff. What, um, what have you seen so far from the guys, and especially the newcomers? Yeah, um, they're good and they're learning. The new guys are learning. You know, the college space is fast, it's different. Um, you know, they're learning things that they were never taught before. But, you know, our, our coaches are patient. They do a good job of breaking things down. And, you know, our older guys are still leading. Uh, you know, Joe's leading, Matt's leading. Um, guys like Sasha, Aaron, uh, Eric Hunter, they're hungry to prove themselves. Um, Manny's hungry to prove himself. So, uh, they know what's at stake. They know we lost last year, and guys are hungry to step up into a role and, and be better. So we're excited with the team we have, and um, you know I look forward to finishing the summer out strong. Yeah, I can't tell you how excited I am for September, October to roll around. It's going to be what I think you know a completely different look this year. You know, with you know Carson gone and Ryan gone and Grady gone, it's going to be a lot of younger players. But I feel like it's going to be more of a uh, you know, relying on a whole team effort where it's balanced scoring and a balanced attack. Is that what you're kind of seeing? Yeah, I do think so. And I, and I think it's harder that way to guard people. Um, I think it's harder when you have a balanced attack it's because it's, when it's guys like Carson, it's kind of easy to narrow in on. But but when you have a whole team and you don't even know where the scoring is going to come from, it's kind of hard to, to attack that way. So, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to this year. Have you guys set goals or what your realistic expectations are this year? No, not really. It's so it, it's so early. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Sanders is really focused on getting everybody in and learning um, right now. But you know, when the when the real practices get here, when the real practices get here, I think guys will um, coach will allow the guys to set the rules and you know set the tone for the season and what they want to accomplish. But that's a couple months away. Sure. Well, here's here's the hope in the next three months fly by so we can see the guys out on the court for uh, for official games. Hey, PJ, thank uh, you I so <laughs> thank you so much for your time, PJ. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to me for the podcast. Oh yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime you need something, let me know. Awesome. A reminder: you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. My thanks again to PJ Thompson for being my guest this week. That'll do it for this episode. We'll see you next time on the Full Steam Ahead podcast.